Well, the scribes and the Pharisees in the gospel thought they had set the perfect trap for Jesus. The Mosaic law, the law of Moses, which the Jews sought to obey, uh, demanded that this woman be stoned for her adultery. Uh, So if Jesus showed this woman mercy and let her go without stoning her, the religious leaders could have then justly accused him of going against the Mosaic law. On the other hand, if Jesus had told them to put the woman to death, oh, they could accuse him before the Roman authorities of the woman's murder. Jesus, of course, handles the situation perfectly. He avoids the question altogether, and he says, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And the religious leaders dropped their stones to the earth, and they walked away. Some suggest they didn't dare cast a stone because they themselves feared uh, the Romans, uh, that they would be arrested for killing the woman. Others suggest they dropped the stones and walked away because they finally looked at themselves and saw their own sinfulness. I mean, after all, they had just committed a terrible sin. They took advantage of this woman uh, and publicly humiliated her all for their own agenda. And we don't know for for sure, but uh, St. Jerome suggested that this is the only time in the Gospels where Jesus is recorded writing something. What was he writing? St. Jerome suggests he was writing the sins of uh, the scribes and the Pharisees in the earth and the dirt. And everyone could see them, and so they were ashamed. In any case, after the scribes and the Pharisees left, only Jesus and the woman remained. Has no one condemned you, he asks. And Jesus, or, and she answers, no one, sir. And then Jesus says those very comforting words, neither do I condemn you. And this just shows us how much the Lord wants to forgive us. He has great mercy, but we do not want to misunderstand either. He's still just. St. Augustine, commenting on this passage, asked, What is this, O Lord? Do you therefore favor sins? Not so, evidently. Mark what follows. Go and sin no more. Therefore, the Lord did also condemn, but condemned sins, not the sinner. For if he was the patron of sin, he would say, Neither will I condemn you. Go, live as you will. Be secure in my deliverance, however much you will to sin. I will deliver you from all punishment, even of hell, and from the tormentors of the infernal world. He did not say this. That's St. Augustine. The woman was guilty of adultery. Jesus doesn't deny that, and he certainly does not approve of it. But he does forgive if we are truly sorry and if we intend not to sin again. The Sacrament of Reconciliation, for example, really doesn't do us much good at all if we don't have a sincere desire to avoid committing the same sins again that we had just confessed. The Lord loves us, even the worst sinners among us. And that means he wants what's best for us. He doesn't want to leave us in our sinful and hurtful lives. He wants us to repent of sin and to stop sinning, right? Uh, He wants what's going to make us truly happy and at peace. We find that happiness and freedom when we're no longer burdened by sin. Our first reading today and our psalm, they were written at a time 
when the Jewish people, after 70 years uh, in captivity, were finally allowed to return home. And the readings are just songs of joy about returning home to the promised land. We were like men dreaming. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with rejoicing. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad indeed. Those words could no doubt have been sung by that woman after she had been freed from her um, guilt of her adultery. She was forgiven, freed from sin, at least for the moment. She was not given license to go do as she pleased without threat of, of punishment or experiencing maybe the worldly ramifications of her actions. But she was given a new chance to live in God's grace, to get back on the path to heaven. Those words of our first reading in Psalm, they too could also have been sung by anyone walking out of our confessional. You know, we walk in, sinners, though, who've done all these wrong things, sorry and hoping to do better, but then we walk out back on the path towards our goal, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward, in the words of St. Paul, to what lies ahead, our goal, our upward calling, heaven with Jesus Christ. So let us never look at one another and judge our neighbor as worthy of condemnation. We should hate their sin, but love them, sinners though they are. I mean, after all, who are we but fellow sinners? We all need God's mercy. So let us seek it and rejoice that he offers it to us so freely.